Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. That's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. It is BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by NHL analyst for NBC Sports. He is Patrick Sharp, former NHL forward, joining us here on the show. Patrick, we always appreciate the time, my friend. How you doing today? I'm doing good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely thrilled to have you. So, I mean, let's start with the obvious. We are 24 hours away now from the start of the NHL season. Was there ever a point in time, Patrick, where you were worried we wouldn't potentially get here? Oh, yeah. I was paying attention every single day waiting for the announcement that the season was going to start on time. I need something to do, guys. I got to get out <laughs> of the house. I'm uh, teaching my kids right now homeschool. I got the morning shift. It's not going very well. Mom's got to come in around noon and save the day pretty much five days a week. So I need to get out of the house. I need to get back to the studio, start watching some games and We've been here before with shortened seasons. Uh, not too long ago, the NHL played a 48-game season starting in January. Playoffs were awesome. The regular season was great. So uh, I'm excited that uh, we're going to have hockey on TV for pretty much every night now until we hand that cup out. Yeah, for, for so long, Patrick, I would imagine you feel like you can do anything, right? You win a Stanley Cup. You're breaking down hockey. You know the game like the back of your hand. But once you become a virtual teacher for your kids, it changes an awful lot, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I get no respect as the teacher. You know, I try to be disciplining the kids and uh, <laughs> teaching them what I know, and they just laugh and joke and want to play wrestle all the time. So it's it's a losing cause for sure. Understandable, understandable. Well, Patrick, let me ask you that because you were a part of that lockout season, that shortened season where you guys picked it up in January and you played the 48-game schedule, which was against the division opponents. How different is that season going to be compared to this season where it's 56 games 116 days you're playing the same opponent eight times I would imagine that's going to be very different yeah that's the tricky part saying playing within the division so much and seeing the uh, the same team over and over again a lot of back-to-backs throughout the whole course of the season so that's that's the only wrinkle in this season we'll be interested to see how that all plays out but as far as the shortened season, 56 versus 48, I think it's all pretty much the same. You want to start fast. You want to start healthy. And you don't want to be chasing at any point in the season. And going back to 2013, I remember some of those preseason skates that would have been around Christmas time, early January. The season started January 15th back then. And I remember looking at my line mate, Patrick Kane, and line rushes saying, like, Boy, what do we have here as a group? Are we any good? Are we going to win games? Like, I have no idea how good this team is. And sure enough, we went on to go undefeated in the first 24 games of the season and win the Stanley (laughs) Cup that year. So I don't know if any team in the league can confidently say uh, they know what they have and they know how this season is going to play out. It's it's start fast, uh, get your stuff together early, and 
And to, for me, that, that bodes well for the Blues. They had a veteran team, you know, not a whole lot of turnover throughout their lineup, a few big pieces missing, but for the most part, they know their system, coaches in place. They got their leadership group there all set and ready to start the season. So I expect big things from the Blues. We're talking to Patrick Sharp, NHL analyst for NBC Sports, former NHL forward. Of course, you probably know him as the former Blackhawks forward. He's joining us here on 101 ESPN. Patrick, I did want to ask you about, you know, th- that early season and what it's going to be like to potentially be able to develop some of that chemistry. There's one line where there is significant turnover for the Blues, and that's the Mike Hoffman line with Robert Thomas and Jaden Schwartz. You mentioned that shortened season that you went into, and you're like, I, I don't know what we have here. How long does it take to develop that chemistry for a guy like Robert Thomas now centering with two guys that he hasn't had a ton of experience with? Yeah, it can happen quick, and it all depends on the players. And you're talking about Robert Thomas and Mike Hoffman, two pretty quality hockey players right there. They think the game uh, offensively, they can make all the plays. Uh, Thomas is a great distributor of the puck, and it's tough to find a guy with a better shot in the league right now than Mike Hoffman. So you had a guy like Schwartz. I'm not sure if he's going to start on the left side with that unit or not, but he's a up-and-down winger that's going to do a lot of the dirty work in the offensive zone, get to the front of the net, and, of course, help out defensively. But the key to the Blues forward group, to me, you know, we know about the Ryan O'Reilly line, and they also have the, the fourth line, the checking line, whatever we want to label them with, with Sunquist and Barbashev, when you got two units like that, that you can trot out there and you know that goals against are going to be down. It's going to be tough hockey to play against. When you're a Mike Hoffman and a Robert Thomas and you hop over the boards, you're going to get favorable matchups. The game's going to feel like momentum's on your side. And I think it's a perfect spot for Hoffman to kind of slot into a team that, that knows how to win games. He's going to be good on the power play. And, and that's going to be a key line for the Blues, getting some big-time scoring from Mike I guess we could call it a secondary role, but really those are some top-flight guys right there. You know, Patrick, everyone knows what Mike Hoffman can do in the NHL, and Blues fans know exactly what Jaden Schwartz is. But do you see this as a breakout season for Robert Thomas being in this role? Yeah, I do, actually. That's a good way to put it, too. I've seen so many glimpses of it over the years, and going back to that awesome playoff run when the Blues won the Cup, it seemed like the build-up to these big Game 7s or whenever it, like the game was on the line, it was always Robert Thomas making a play in the offensive zone, having a great game. I know the numbers didn't really reflect that he had this awesome playoff, but he showed me that in the pressure moments he was going to be a player. And, you know, he's playing in the center ice position. I think back then he was on the wing for most of that playoff run, but two great wingers. He's surrounded by a deep forward group. You know, we didn't even mention the Bozak line yeah. uh, with uh, Stanford and, and Kairou potentially could be his wingers. There's a lot of depth in that forward group. And when you're skilled like Thomas and Hoffman, you can kind of get lost in the fray there and get some favorable matchups and, and score a lot of goals. So that's where I'll be looking for the Blues lineup. We're going to be really excited about the forwards, but the, the defensive pairings is really where the, the changes came this offseason, Patrick. And Tory Krug is the big one. You no longer have, unfortunately, Alex Petrangelo, but Tory Krug comes in. For Blues fans that, I mean, we saw him in the Stanley Cup final, but for Blues fans that haven't seen a bunch other than that from Tory Krug, what should they expect from him this season? Yeah, I think I think Blues fans are going to fall in love with Tory Krug pretty quickly. Um, I can tell you playing against Krug, I didn't like him right off the jump. I, 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 I There's something about him that rubbed me the wrong way, probably because he played for the Boston Bruins. <laughs> and they were always a, a top team in the East, and he would never take a, a backward step, and he'd compete so hard and cross-check you and battle hard in front of the net. Uh, and as I started watching him more and more over the years, uh, I started to see a guy that just competes 
like crazy out there and wants to win. That kind of fits the mold of the Boston Bruins. So enjoying the St. Louis Blues, he's the guy that's going to really help on the power play. I mean, you're talking O'Reilly, you got David Perron, Hoffman's going to be on that unit. You throw a Tory Krug up there, that's, that's going to be a dangerous power play unit. That's going to be um, – he'll be paying off that contract just by running the power play. But you watch, you see this Tory Krug compete in the D zone. Uh, he knows when to play hard, and uh, it's all the time. So he'd, get, he'd be a guy that I'd want on my team, Tory Krug, if I, was, uh, if I was running things, and I think Blues fans are really going to like it. I mean, you're not going to fill the shoes of Petrangelo and the captain who's been there a long time and is a, a first-class guy. It's tough to see him leave, but – Hey, not bad when you get a guy like Tory Krug on the market. Yeah, without question. And Patrick, you know, uh, Blues fans aren't going to like to hear this, but you were a part of a team that had a really deep and strong defensive unit in Chicago. And of course, on top of that, Brent Seabrook and Duncan Keith. How do you view this defensive core in a hole for the Blues with Krug, who you just mentioned, but you got Pareko and Falk and Scandella, Bortuzzo, Dunn. Is this as deep of a defensive unit that you can look at and say this is going to be a solid core? Yeah, it looks like they've got some pieces that are ready to take the next step in their development. you got to stop telling the people listening right now that I'm a former Blackhawk <laughs> and I played for the Hawks all those years. I, I don't want to get any more hate mail from the St. Louis folks. I spent the All-Star game there. I had a great time with a lot of the fans. We were there for the Stanley Cup final. I thought we were all... You know, friendly now, Patrick and we are and Patrick. Look, fans, Patrick, so. you're retired. You're an alumni now. You're a broadcaster. We we love the fact <laughs> you're an NHL superstar now. But yeah. at the time, it was a Blackhawk, and we just couldn't get on board with it. Okay, that's what it is. Thank you. Okay, good. <laughs> we're, we're we're still on good terms. Yes, we are. As far as the as far as the Blues depth goes, you know, it's going to be as deep as as how he, how well these guys step up and take a step in their development. Vince Dunn is a guy on the left side that. You know, he really thinks the game well offensively. I think he can get better and, and really jump off the page at when you when you look at the lineup. And there's a, a defenseman that that uh, I kind of have a soft spot for, and that's Robert Bortuzzo. But from the same hometown in Thunder Bay, Ontario, and trained a lot with Bortzi growing up. I know he's an awesome guy. He's kind of paid his dues as a sixth, seventh defenseman for a long time there um, in St. Louis. And I, I'm ready to see him take that next step and really start throwing some bodies around, being that physical presence on the back end that. Trust me, as a as a former Blackhawk and as a former player, it's not fun playing the wing when you got guys like Bortuzzo matched up against you, cross checking you and hitting you all the time. So they got some solid D there as well. Patrick Sharp joining us here on the show. Patrick, last question that I had for you. We talked about this earlier today, and we've talked about it a lot in recent weeks. The Blues are now in this West Division, the Pacific Division, if you will, along with the Avalanche, the Knights, the Coyotes, and then all of the teams from California along with the Wild. How would you assess this division? Because obviously you have the Knights, the Blues, the Avalanche. Everybody views them as kind of the top three teams in this division. Outside of that, though, how much depth do you think that this division has in your eyes? Yeah, I mean, that's a tough question, honestly, to answer at this point. I'm looking at all the divisions, and it's like, I don't know. Who has the strongest division? Who's got the most well-balanced group? We could go through it and, and beat it down, but I'm looking, and I see Vegas, who – Trust me, they're thinking they're going to win the Stanley Cup, right? They got their eyes set on that. St. Louis is in that conversation. Colorado, that's all we hear about is how talented and skilled and deep that group is. They just added Brandon Saad, a guy that I used to play with that's yeah. been around a while. Those three teams right there, like let's flip a coin on day one of the season and, and take your pick on who's better there. Uh, it'll be fun to see it play out. I look at the California teams, most notably Anaheim and L.A., and everyone just assumes that they're going to be you know, 14th and 15th in the conference again and not going to win any games. They've been kind of grinding away and developing some young talent that I think is going to really burst onto the scenes this year. It's going to be a different type of season. It's not going to be the 
20,000 people in every building and ride the energy of the fans, it's going to be a little bit different still, right? There's going to be a limited amount of people in the buildings. The game's going to be fast. The guys are going to be rusty out the jump. And uh, it's really up for grabs. But I'm with you guys when you mentioned those three teams, St. Louis, Colorado, and Vegas. I'd be shocked if those three teams weren't at the top of the division by the end of the year. Hey, Patrick, final one that I got for you, buddy. And I want to compare this to a guy that you're very familiar with who just announced his retirement in Corey Crawford. A lot of people are looking at Bennington this season and saying, oh, well, we're not sure what he is. Is he the cup guy or is he the bubble guy? Corey Crawford went through this a little bit in Chicago. I mean, he was an AHL guy who was well. He came into Chicago. It wasn't anything that kind of took your breath away, but it was that lockout shortened season that he kind of ran with it and won the cup. How do you view the faith right now in Jordan Bennington going into this season? Yeah, I'd be confident that he'd be my goaltender. Um, I understand where the concerns come from. Blues losing the playoffs last year. Bennington wasn't at his best. At least he wasn't the same goaltender as he was the year before. But trust me, I watched every game of the playoffs last year in the bubble, and there was a lot of strange things happening. I feel like it was <laughs> appropriate for the year that we've been having everybody. But, you know, Bingington to me is a guy that he's been there and done that. He's had that experience in those big moments and performed well. He's got the Stanley Cup under his belt. So sometimes I think when you start your NHL career that way, Matt Murray's a guy in Pittsburgh that did it as well. He won back-to-back cups with the Penguins, and then all of a sudden you just assume that these guys are going to win the Cup every year and be these incredible goaltenders. Well, people have up and down years, and when you're a goaltender, you're exposed that much more. But if I'm the Blues and I look back and I see Bennington and Nett, knowing what he's done for the team in the past and what he's capable of doing, I'm, I'm pretty confident that he's going to have a good season. I couldn't agree more. Patrick, I can't say thank you enough, man, for hopping on with us. And, you know, we joked about the Blackhawks, and you want to keep people in St. Louis on the good side with you. Well, we just got a text <laughs> line uh, during the interview. said, I think he does a great job as an analyst, plus Patrick Sharp's too gorgeous to stay mad at. So uh, there you go, buddy. St. Louis loves you no matter what. All right, that's awesome. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. Patrick, thanks so much for the time. Always appreciate it, man. All the best to you and the family. All right, take care. The Venture X Card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.